On episode 15 of the Goblin Trash Masters, we're going to discuss the evolution of the Pioneer format, Lord of the Rings set leaks, and maybe even a little bit about the centuries-long cultural impact of the Byronic hero. I'm Kyle, joined by my partner in crime, Anthony. Say hello, Anthony. He who grown aged in this world of woe indeeds not years, piercing the depths of life so that no wonder waits him. Okay, let's talk some trash. We're just gonna we're just gonna go straight into it. So uh, I'm gonna rant a little bit because this upset me. So hey, you listen to me rant enough. So hey, we just play. rant. <laughs> we rant all the time. It's great. You know, it's 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 the best part. Uh, but uh, Lord of the Rings has a set coming out that's uh, for Magic the Gathering. It's part of the universes beyond. Hype. I love Lord of the Rings. I love it so much. My dog's name is Aragorn. Like I love the books. I love the films. Like all of it. We don't talk about the rings of power. That's fine. Some cards from the set got leaked. They're not, they're just like ripped up cards or just like things like test things or just like sheets, but we can still see what the cards are. And there's one in particular. It's not the card that upset me. It's uh, the reaction to the card. And it wasn't like, oh, this card is terrible. It's broken. Like, I don't think this is just dumb. Why is Lord of the Rings and magic? Magic players are usually known for their well thought out and reasoned takes continue. Oh, yes. Totally reasonable. Mm -hmm. No, no hot takes or craziness. But um, the art on the card Aragorn and Arwen, the card itself, it looks cool. It's a bomb unlimited. It's fun. It's, you know, it's it's flavorful. It's cool. It makes me think they're going to do a lot of more like mashups with different characters, singletons of these characters. I'm excited for it. And I saw a lot of backlash and I'm like, okay, what is it now? Is the card like super crazy or is it like something like controversy? I didn't see. No, it's yeah. Something I didn't see. No, it's just because Aragorn in the art is depicted as a black man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. And that that's like, you know, my five billionth reason why I hate people on the internet. And like I, I saw, I literally saw a YouTube thumbnail that just said, I hope you like Aragorn in blackface. And I'm like, wow, you suck. You're a piece of shit. I mean, why be racist when you can just shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> yeah, you could just be quiet. Oh my god, was that the was that the fucking the quivering, the quartering? No. Yeah, he's not allowed to do magic stuff anymore. <laughs> for these reasons, probably. Yeah, for exactly these reasons. Jesus Christ! Now he just now he just bags up coffee with his dirty hands. Ew, gross. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, wash your hands. And like, side note: if you're going to tournaments. You're going to be shuffling a lot of decks, yours included, and other people's. Just wash your hands in between rounds. Don't be crazy. Honestly, I feel and like that's just like our tagline at this point. We've said that so yeah, many just, times. Just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. All right. But and... racists <laughs> on the internet and other things. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Like, And especially, it, this has happened multiple times with like Lord of the Rings too. Especially when like Rings of Power came out. And like they're like, oh my god, they're casting you know, people that aren't white as these characters. I'm like... Okay, like that shouldn't be the reason you're upset about this show. It's because it's it was poorly done. It wasn't I kinda great liked, and it wasn't awful. I, I've only seen the first episode and I kind of liked it. <laughs> Maybe I was just It's right it's right in the middle of like it's not a piece of shit and it's not good, so it's kind of like why did you make this? Yeah, yeah. And th- I think that's worse. Okay. But um yeah, like that's another reason people got upset. Uh, it's like, oh my God, there's like people who aren't white, people of color, different races and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, it's Lord of the Rings. And also if you know anything about Tolkien, he would, he is, he is not racist. He is not one of those people. He's always asked the question in his stories, like, are, are men truly evil? Like any of that stuff. And also it's a fucking fantasy series. You're okay with elves and dragons and magic and hobbits, but not a black guy. That that's where you draw the line. Yeah, because in a lot of people's fantasy worlds, there are no black people. Mm-hmm. I mean that both literally and figuratively. That there's a, a, a like we are recording in the United States. There is a large, there is a an upsettingly large percentage of people in the United States who genuinely believe that the world would be better, the country would be better if it were racially homogenous. Mm-hmm. And I find that people latch on to things like this if they think it's going to be in case it's going to be bad 
because if it's bad on its merits, then all of the 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 bigoted criticisms get kind of covered up mm-hmm. and they get kind of blended in with valid criticisms about the craft, about the 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 in the in a visual medium, the filmmaking, um, mm-hmm. the camera work, uh, score, all of these things can kind of provide cover for that bigotry. So people that do this like to get in early. I believe Sarah Zed called it sacrificial trash. Ooh. Yeah. So it's 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 worth noting. Also, if you haven't, please watch any Sarah Zed content you can get your hands on. It is long form, <laughs> but it, it's Anthony does love a long long video. <laughs> I do love uh, my favorite type of of YouTube video is definitely uh, just an essay that someone reads out loud. So. <laughs> That's fair. But I think that in things like this, we saw behavior like this in Gamergate, right? And we kind of even talked yeah. about Gamergate before. Stuff like this pops up. And you'll find that if the set is really well received, this stuff will kind of go away. And if the yeah. set has enough impetus against it, then what's going to happen is these invalid, bigoted criticisms are going to get to hide among valid criticisms and then they're given some deference they're given some uh cover for what they're trying to do which is upsetting yeah it's very upsetting i like what you said why be racist when you can just be quiet yeah like there, there's no reason for it like uh honestly i'm i can i can honestly say i'm happy that like some people are saying this so i can be like okay you are a racist piece of shit and I don't have to interact with you anymore. I love it when the trash takes itself out, man. Oh yeah, it's great. It was like, great, you suck. I don't have to be around you. <laughs> this pops up a lot of the time. This is like that kind of, that's a, this is that Ghostbusters, Little Mermaid energy, right? Oh, 100%. Like, it's just that nonsense. We're like, oh, why Ghostbusters has women? Why is Little Mermaid uh, a black woman? And then they're talking about fucking science and shit. Like, oh, they live, you know, in the ocean and not in direct sunlight. So she actually wouldn't be black. It's like, fuck you. Just say you don't like black people, you racist dick. Like, God, don't don't act like you believe in science, too. Like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> they love science as long as it's phrenology. <laughs> They love science as long as it proves a point for them and, you know, their rabid followers. <laughs> but to finish this short essay of an intro for this episode, just don't be racist, people. Like, just don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's super easy. Generally speaking, I find that if you're in a playgroup, you know, or mm-hmm. you're in a position where you can prune everyone's in a position where they can prune people from their life in one way or another. You might not be able to prune mm-hmm. a coworker, but you can prune an acquaintance. You can prune yeah. a relative pretty painlessly. Mm-hmm. Don't just understand that when somebody has a take like this, that requires a worldview for there not to be a massive amount of cognitive dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. There's a certain worldview that that person has to have in order to be able to say something like that and not feel like it's contradicting their personhood. Mm-hmm. Like they need to have that. So the reason I'm bringing this up is usually these things come in pairs. When you have somebody that's upset about Black Aragorn, mm-hmm. they probably don't like trans people. Yep. And that's that's a <laughs> another giant red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and you can generally assume that there's a certain worldview that is required to say something like this. Mm-hmm. So there's always room for growth. Whatever. All mm-hmm. that good stuff. People can change. People can grow. Get better. But don't kind be of. afraid to don't <laughs> be afraid to don't be afraid to prune from your life. You'll find that so many yeah. things get better. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was hilarious after moving over from expli- uh, exclusively the Star City Games mm-hmm. tour to the Nerd Rage. Nerd Rage has required vaccination and masking, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, everything just is more pleasant there. Yeah. You just don't have to deal with people being shitty in other not masking related ways. And it's because the type of person to lie about a vaccination or refuse to wear a mask, that requires a specific type of worldview mm-hmm. to avoid that cognitive dissonance. So that is often going to come with other things. 
And just like if taking emotions out of the equation entirely, I don't think you can be transphobic and a good magic player. No, because um, honestly, in our experience, the the magic players we've run into who are transphobic suck at the game. <laughs> and some of the best content creators in the game mm-hmm. are trans people. Like, yeah. if you're just like, no, I don't like that because of something, something chromosomes, something, something birth certificate. You're cutting yourself off from good, useful, helpful resources. Yeah. And it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, even from just a taking don't be a bigot out of the equation people in this in this game that are actively transphobic or outspokenly transphobic or outspokenly racist i feel like they're just cutting themselves off they're not doing they're not doing that and gaining the benefit of getting better at the game from it they're making themselves worse and they're limiting their own growth yeah they're they're making themselves worse and and literally alienating themselves yeah. from from the entire player base because they they start spouting off their bigotry and people are like nope not my like, airbnb no, thank you. not not here you get the fuck out like i'm not going to take it anthony has kicked people out of cars because of it and i i i've called a bunch of people out for it because mm-hmm. i i will, will not have it it's just it, again don't don't be racist don't be transphobic don't be a bigot it's really easy just be a nice person yeah <laughs> it's really simple <laughs> and like there's and maybe we're going beyond the scope of this but mm. everybody has inherent implicit biases that they carry with them just from your parents from your social upbringing your environment your nurture yeah. not nature I, I i like to think of this as it was explained to me once the first thing that pops into your head mm-hmm. is who you've been socialized to be and the thing that comes after is who you are yep so does that mean that i have noticed this implicit bias i have therefore i am a terrible person therefore therefore i should give up go ahead let's subscribe to the quivering <laughs> no the fact that you noticed it and you're bothered by something like that means that there there is room to grow and we're all about we're yeah. all about growth and not just in yeah. magic just as people yep. yeah yeah if you find yourself feeling like that, there's 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 people to talk to and have a, a serious and sober discussion with. Create a dialogue. And those are usually not members of marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. It is not their responsibility to educate you, to help you, to help to to put you on a path towards growth. You have to take that first step. You have to take that first step. And I would I'd even recommend just kind of just moving forward, just kind of focusing on putting a delay between that first thing that comes to mind and separating that out from that second thing you think about. And I feel like a lot of people here saw black Aragorn said black Aragorn bad. They thought it, they said it, they published it into the world who Mm -hmm. they were raised to be is who they have decided to be. Yep. People that do that don't have a desire to change. Don't have a desire to get better. And it's a shame. Yeah. They can just put something out there, publish it, and not have that second guess that t- be like, no, this is kind of messed up. I probably shouldn't say this. They're just like, nope, send it. Done. Send Look at me. tweet. I'm yeah, so smart. It's just, yeah, it's it's upsetting. But look, it's just something I thought we should we should talk about. And it's a, it's a dialogue we should always have. Not, it's not just like, look, magic is a social game. You're going to meet a lot of people and interact with a lot of people from different you know, walks of life, different areas, different kinds of people. That's the best part of this game is meeting all of these people and oh, having yeah. these relationships. That's the best part, you know? And it's, it, there's no need for this. There's no need for racism in this game. There's no need for tr- like just any kind of bigotry, like no transphobia, none of that. And like, look, just be, be kind to each other, all that. If Aragorn is actually black in the art, it's fine. The art looks amazing. Kudos to the artist and the game designers. Awesome. I will still buy these cards. I will still be very excited about it, regardless of what is depicted in this art. Mm -hmm. Again, it's fantasy. It's for fun. I love Lord of the Rings. I love magic. The more, the better. And just don't be racist and don't be transphobic or your pronouns are going to be was and were. So be respectful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, that's too much.
Um, yeah, I, I uh, shout out to one of my favorite my favorite judges in in the in the region, and that's Meg Baum. I follow her on Twitter. If you if you don't, you should you should track them down and, and follow Meg on Twitter. But they have this spiel that they go through when they're judging an event. It goes like, and apologies if I get it wrong, but it goes. Magic is for everyone. If anybody in this event makes you feel unwelcome, uncomfortable, or unsafe, please reach out to us, call a judge, or step or, or ask to step away from the table. We will do everything in our power to correct that. And that just kind of sets the tone real early. Mm-hmm. What sort of stuff is and is not, what sort of stuff is not going to be tolerated, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I'm going to be judging an event here coming up soon-ish. Uh, at least one. Uh, I'm going to be judging an RCQ at least one next season from the looks of it. Nice. Yeah. And I'm going to be hitting them with that one. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it in the, the episode with the, the asshole savant. The, there there has been a big change and for the better. The, you have to be respectful. Mm-hmm. You have to be courteous and you have to be polite. And if you're not and you're going to make people feel uncomfortable or safe, it will not be tolerated. Yeah. No matter how good you are at the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have more power to remove people from the group uh, from your mm-hmm. groups than you think you do there there are many there are many a good players that i feel like for valid reasons have said i will not travel to this event if part of the i will not travel to this event with this group if part of that group is so and so person yeah and honestly if that's for one of those good reasons then i'm happy with that sort of shit yeah like you said, you have more more power than you think, and you, you got to feel comfortable mm-hmm. whether you're traveling to an event or playing in an event. And really, wait, it's like it's not worth it if it's like, oh, I want to go play Magic at this RCQ, RC, this you know, one K tournament, whatever. And it's like, oh, well, this person's going. It's like, well, I I don't fucks with them. I don't want to be be around that. It's it's not worth me playing like a couple rounds of Magic because it honestly it won't be fun, and you'll just be upset the whole time. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on into the magic portion of this episode, we're going to talk about the evolution of the Pioneer format. In a sense, ask the question how we got here, mainly because PT in the books, the meta has 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 changed a little bit. Not It's not fully solved or anything like that, but it's... It's different than it was before the Pro Tour, I feel. And oh, yeah. I, I think we just should really ask the question, like, how did we get there? How has Pioneer changed from, you know, the inception till now? And how will, you know, it, it change going forward? Especially now with we actually have organized play and PTs and championships where it's not like Pioneer's the new hotness when it first came out. Oh, I get to play with all these cool cards. It'll be fun. Maybe it'll be a cool format to play for tournaments. Now it's an actual thing. There's not anything else going on with it. But uh, I think for the first part, it's just why was Pioneer created? Because mm-hmm. I, in 2019, when it came around, I, I, wouldn't, I didn't want to say like Magic was in a weird spot, but it was more of like you either played Standard or Modern. And then there was Commander players everywhere. There really wasn't... It, a lot of people like, oh, I like modern, but it's too expensive. I don't have the collection. I'll just play standard. Or I just want to play standard or just play commander. And there was a lot of archetypes that people really loved in modern that that rotated out pretty much. Mm-hmm. It was it was power creep. And so Wizards of the Coast created Pioneer and with the, the main reason of just it being more powerful than standard, but not as powerful as modern or legacy and it's everything from return to ravnica on so about like 2012 correct yes for for standard sets and like myself and a lot of other players like when this got announced and we realized what was legal in the format and what we could play we were pretty excited and i mean anthony was was doing lgs stuff uh you sold a ton of stuff when pioneer got announced if i'm not oh oh, correctly the announcement of pioneer was a huge boon for anybody that it, it kind of bucked the trend of that general time frame in that mm-hmm. Pioneer made it for some amount of time. It made it you were rewarded for owning a lot of magic cards. Yes. And that's kind of likely how LGSs should operate, right? LGSs should have a lot of cards so that mm-hmm. when something breaks, they can sell that card that they bought for, a you know, 10 cents at bulk rate. It suddenly becomes the next inverter and we're looking at like bought it for 10 cents sell it for seven bucks like that that keeps the lights on oh definitely and you know magic cards fluctuate so much 
whether it's just like certain kinds of decks, you know, formats being, being talked about like with pioneer, like pretty much everything that was printed from, I think like 2014 to 2018, just like spiked insanely. Mm-hmm. Like, and just everybody wanted to play this format, but as as most things when they they start out with a lot of hype the world sometimes butts in and says like no 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 because if everybody for forgot uh we did have a global pandemic happen in 2020 and that did have a lot to do with pioneer not being as popular i imagine it like a baby taking its first steps and it's like little unsteady shaky steps it's just like coming into the world and it's just like oh i'm experiencing something and people mm-hmm. are just like oh look at this baby he's just learning to walk it's so great and then somebody <laughs> comes in and just kicks this child kicks the baby and you just <laughs> Wee. the baby just <laughs> just goes flying into the sunset and <laughs> but, like i was man I was very hyped about Pioneer. I, for what it's worth, I still am. I still do like it an oh. awful lot. Oh, yeah. Same. And I like that early on in the format, they said, we are carving out a distinct identity for this format. And we mm-hmm. are, the fetch lands are not legal. Nope. And that helped it become affordable as well as, you know, keep the power level to where it was. Keep the tournaments moving. Yeah. The re- I'm going to, I'm going to come in with like what might be a little bit of a hot take here. And that. Oh, do it. <laughs> Fetchland standard took forever because mm-hmm. standard is a format where a higher percentage of the player base for that format is less enfranchised. They have less reps in. You are going to see people that have been playing magic for six months for a year in that format as a higher percentage than you are in modern. Mm-hmm. Fetchlands already slow things down in modern enough. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you played any of Khan's standard. No, I wasn't really playing too much magic around then, but mm-hmm. I, from you and a lot of people that did play, where it's just the, the fetch lands were, they, they, they made games go forever. They made games go forever because you just, so much more often, because it only takes one, right? We're not talking yeah. about like, newer players are in standard and make standard worse. No, I mean, it only takes one person because we're all sharing the same round clock. It only takes Mm -hmm. one person per event that is using fetches and needs to check, okay, flooded strand, I can get an island or a plains. I'll go get this basic island. Oh, no, actually, oh, no, I need black next turn. So on your end step, I'm going to fetch it for a sunken hollow instead. And they're Mm -hmm. shuffling and they're like, oh, no, I want my other tango lens to come in untapped. Goes and switches it back to a basic island. Stuff like that. It only takes one person doing that to cause rounds to extend past their 50 minutes consistently. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, your tournaments take forever. So I like that from a lower power level format, that's supposed to be a ramping up format, right? They don't give you the fetch shock mana base because that would create a huge amount of decisions for a format that's supposed to be part of the onboarding ramp, right? You Mm -hmm. want people to come in, play some limited, play some standard, play some pioneer get themselves into modern legacy doesn't exist legacy is not real it can't hurt me (laughs) right i i like that from the get-go they were like we are banning these fetches and we are aggressively banning cards they were i really like that too yeah i like that they did it and i like that they were upfront about it because otherwise Mm -hmm. people would complain that they built a deck and a card got banned no Mm -hmm. that resulted in pioneer having a meaty ban list yeah uh anthony and i were talking about this before uh there are way more cards on the ban list than we remember <laughs> but uh look yeah. i mean i was i was happy with the uh, the aggressive bannings are like let's gonna let's see how the the format shake shapes out but like we said when COVID happened and the baby just got punted into the sun they kind of stopped banning stuff and pioneer slogged into a real big halt and nobody wanted to play it except Anthony because it was just inverter mirrors. Inverter mirrors <laughs> all day. One deck formats for the win. I loved it. Anthony loved it, but the rest of the player base, not so much because they wanted to play other things and they didn't want it to be just a, you know, three deck format. I think at that time it was like really just 
like combo. It was, it was, it was combo pioneer for the longest time. And I, I didn't like it. I don't know. I, I beat a, a lot of people to death with an inverter of truth. Yeah. But you just love playing watery graves. That's true. Like, <laughs> well, you, I, need, you, you, I need to upgrade my Twitter bio with whatever the, the current uh, comes into play tap blue, black common dual land. There is, Oh, it's the one from, Oh, it, it's the life game land right now. Right? Yeah. The life game ones. You just gotta eat. You just have to keep updating your Twitter to the just the Demir lands, no, no matter how how bad they are. No, <laughs> exactly. That's that, yeah. is, that <laughs> is that's the bit, right? Because at some point mm-hmm. in that standard format, I will play one of those tapped common dual lands because I'll be playing a blue black deck with mana requirements so intense. Um, I will need to maximize out my dual lands. Just, just submerge boneyard. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you probably know all of them. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I was really hyped for Pioneer when it first got foiled. COVID happened. Not a lot of bannings happened. And it kind of stopped. And, you know, when organized play wasn't a thing, like, you know, during the first couple of years of COVID, like people just played what they liked. They played modern legacy commander and Pioneer kind of just went to the back. And it was just the people who just always loved Pioneer no matter what. They played it, but it, there wasn't too many. And then... The return of organized play to what we're doing now. You know, we talk about RCQs, RCs, the Pro Tour just happened. That was announced. It came back. And that was just, that was exactly what the doctor ordered for the the Pioneer format. Yeah, it was a reason for people to play it. And that's that's all it needs. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Like for, for a, a, a format, a deck, an archetype, anything to be showcased, just have a reason to play it. Because... If we magic players are just left to be like, oh yeah, there's 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 no formats, just play what you want. It's just going to be the same thing, and nobody's going to have fun again, except Anthony, because he'll just be playing the most degenerate stuff and loving life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love me a one deck format. But that that takes us to uh, like the present day of you know what's happening with Pioneer now, and we talked about the Pro Tour, and you know just the top eight was great like there was just super stacked a lot of great players and not a lot of the the same when it came to the deck choices there was a lot of difference and there was just the 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 is a creativity deck that just shocked the entire tournament and won with in the hands of reduke and again congratulations again to reduke yeah well 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 deserved but that top eight i think showcased what pioneer could be now and going into the future it's not just the top four decks and that's it. You know, it, it, we mm-hmm. there's room for experimentation and not, you know, experimentation where it's just like, oh, I'm going to play this deck and maybe it'll spike a weekend. Like, no, like lasting success. I, I really feel like the Is a Creativity deck is is here to stay and it's real. Like it's been putting up a lot of good results lately. Uh, people, people are definitely going to play it. I mean, yeah, people are going to play it, but <laughs> that doesn't really <laughs> indicate uh, like, how good a deck is, but I, I'm a believer in it. You know, I think it's pretty good. The the, the worm will get people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, we're in a spot where Pioneer is not solved. It is more solved now than it was in February. Where it was just like Rakdos, Mono Green, Grease Fang, and like maybe a couple other decks. And Yeah, can we like, shout out that Rakdos, Mono Green, Grease Fang, our interpretation of the Pioneer metagame? wasn't super represented in that top eight like there was a rakdos no mono green no No grease fang i think mono green still has legs yeah it it definitely has legs i I still rakdos still has legs and surprisingly with the new builds of grease fang particularly showcased at the pro tour and with the the data represented that like it, it had the one of the best win rates of like all the bigger archetypes for for pioneer in that pt yeah. It didn't get the top eight, but it did very, very well, which honestly was very surprising for me. Maybe it was just that a lot of folks that played Grease Fang and had some success with that just didn't do well in Limited. Um, remove yeah. Limited from Pro Tours, please. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's cool. Limited's back for the Pro Tour. I'm just like, no. I gotta be honest, just get... I just didn't watch it. Like, I, I watched think... a little bit of it, and I'm just like, this is. I don't want to be here. Like, This is not great. <laughs> it's so boring. I have no idea it's what so any boring. of the cards are doing. I just am watching 3-4s like, attack into 3-3s, three and then just like nothing happens. Uh, the games take forever, and uh, nothing cool happens ever. Yeah, and sometimes you just uh, your polls are just bad, and you just it doesn't matter how well, uh, yeah, well you play. Even even like we're not even talking like I'm not even talking sealed. I think sealed, sealed yeah. has I think sealed has no no place in any competitive format whatsoever. 
No, that's miserable. really just luck of the draw, pretty much. It's just like whatever you pull, if it's good, you do well. But yeah, I agree. Remove limited from Pro Tours. <laughs> we can't be too critical of it because at the end of the day, the top eight for that Pro Tour indicated to me that it felt like a fairly low variance Pro Tour, right? Mm-hmm. The people you expected to top eight, top eighted. A lot of them top eighted, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess I mean, there's three Hall time. of Famers in the top eight, like mm-hmm. that just showed up i'm gonna play this we tested let's go i mean like it, it wasn't one of those things where like oh wow they just picked the best deck and they got lucky and they, they just, that that's my favorite part too is like you said the players that were supposed to be there were there mm-hmm. there was i love the underdog stories too and there was a little bit of that like we've talked about benton he was just an absolute tear on that, that weekend he was he was fantastic i loved his uh his his table etiquette like he was he played really well but uh yeah like i think fun, that was yeah. like i loved that top eight so much because it showcased the best things about competitive play being back mm-hmm. and it showcased a great format too like a lot of people are like oh pioneer it's just this like no you, you can do stuff and be and, and have success now who knows going forward like we said we're going to talk about pioneer a lot uh with the the next season coming up but um mm-hmm. I, and anthony's hot take of shieldred not going to be in decks uh i'm yeah. still mad at you for that hot take but you're probably right uh <laughs> no. for what it's worth the format did get a little bit bigger so, it did get bigger mm-hmm. so there's might be room for a black based aggro deck we will see mono black aggro coming back oh, or, or is rankle master of prankles gonna be prankling people oh my god just play rankle and shieldred in your aggro deck oh my I god will. I, I will forever be like fucking haunted by that goddamn card <laughs> it's like goddamn top eight against chris why is he my elden ring end boss <laughs> <laughs> yeah one one big thing about decks kind of getting bigger like we were talking about with mono black aggro being a possible thing decks kind of going lower and going under is definitely an option mm-hmm. i think the real watermark for that is is um if you're not being as disruptive as mono white i think you have to be faster than mono white i think that's kind of the 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 bar that you have to clear if you're like brewing and you want to have an aggro deck it needs to be more disruptive or faster than mono white Mm -hmm. and you know like mono red has always seen play in in this format from the beginning uh, until now but now it's just like it's the mono red deck specifically it is fast but it's really dependent on play draw like it, it wins like most of the time when it's on the play and when it's on the draw, most of the time it just loses. Like you got, you in I a mean, sense got to get lucky with it. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't think it even has a great percentage on the draw, right? Like it's percentage goes up significantly, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't really have answers to things with three toughness, except yeah. for like lightning strike. And that's just not a good card. Yeah. And God forbid a four toughness creature gets in the way. You can <laughs> yeah, just never good luck. You can just never answer them. And with Shieldred being in the format too, with it just being like a four or five and incidentally life game. I mean, hell, Shieldred's the reason Roast is seeing play in this format, just specifically for that. Uh but um speaking of aggro, now it's a deck I have recently, like very recently started playing, and I've seen Todd Anderson, Tandy playing a lot of uh it's that Golgari aggro deck. Where it's kind of like oh, aggro. the Tyvar one, yeah, yeah. It's it's real. It's got legs. It's it's that's one of those where it can play the aggro game and curve out and flood the board, but also you can just die like uh, to priest of forgotten gods and Zulaport cutthroat. It, honestly, it it reminds me of Yogmoth, and I've played it a couple times, and I love it so much. I hope I hope it stays around. <laughs> I think I think that deck is good. I think that deck is real. I think we're gonna see some of it, and I think the format's gonna need to adjust to what's mm-hmm. happening. And again, like the Pioneer format, I don't think that deck has been figured out fully. Like it's the first like iteration of it. Yeah. Um, and there will be more tinkering with it. And you know, like even with Lotus Field too, like that's a big player in this format. And it there people are still tinkering with lists. It's not completely stock. You know, everybody has their own opinions and it's it's evolving as, you know, pioneer events keep happening and playing. And I, I love that for this format, you know. It's we're, we're going to see more and more cool stuff and more different kinds of archetypes. And, you know, people can actually brew in Pioneer, and I'm, I'm pretty stoked for it. For sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really happy to be playing Pioneer. Although, if my current trend of played in two Pioneer RCQs 
lost z- lose zero matches between either of them win both rcqs my rcq season three is going to be pretty short mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think which I'm... oh no <laughs> i i don't expect to actually just go to the first one and rattle it off but man how hilarious would it be man like you, you went to so many modern rcqs we, we like with, with all of us and it was just it it, it was tough and then you just just like, hey, there's a Pioneer one. Oh, I'd love to go. Oh, Anthony won it. <laughs> and just you slogged through that one. Just every bad matchup. Yep. Just got there. I, j- I just don't think I just don't think Mono Green cares about no. w- what what you're doing so much. I think the only the only thing I'm super worried about playing Mono Green is I'm gonna have to redact this. <laughs> okay. Because of our guessing game. So That'll be Ooh. your first hint. Spoiler. Okay. <laughs> I guess that is a great segue into our future site. Gotta, I got to do the Saffron Olive voice. The future site. The future site. We love Saffron <laughs> Olive. Uh, love it. We're love not em. making fun of them. <laughs> no, I, I, I do enjoy Saffron Olive and his dogs. Adorable. Mm-hmm. So cute. Uh, I like his cool fe- little bun. Oh, his man bun is great. Big old beard. And he loves Blood Moon. My guy. <laughs> but our future side for tonight is uh don't call it a comeback mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about cards in the pioneer format that once saw a lot of play that don't see too much play or at all anymore in in this format now if you would want me to go first or you go first i don't know you gave a little a snippet i'm 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 i'm, I'm excited to see what yours is all right um so your first hint for mine is that it does a lot of work in the mono green matchup like for for mono green no against mono green oh against mono green yeah and you might not be convinced that it doesn't see a ton of play because of how much i also play i i play this card specifically so our locals probably are like this isn't a card that's actually fallen out of favor but from non-me human beings it has okay so i assume it's from blue white it is okay Specifically the Yurion build you've been playing, correct? Uh, yes. I believe the non-Yurions, the non-Yurion builds just don't have room for that anymore. They just are playing trimming to one or zero. Does it cost six mana? No. <laughs> <laughs> dream Trawler. No, it's not Dream Trawler. <laughs> I think Anthony that does one, love Dream Trawler. <laughs> I love Dream Trawler. If I were just trying to build a deck to actually uh, win, I would be not building blue white control. And if I had to build blue white control, it would not include Dream Trawler in the seventy five. But sad face. <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> I just like it. Okay, I think it's neat. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is it a is it an enchantment? No. Planeswalker. No. Instant. Yes. <laughs> and it's rotten though. I feel, I feel like I'm going to feel real dumb when I get this. So it's an instant, correct? Mm-hmm. It's, does it cost Does it cost two mana? Yes. Can you cycle it? Nope. Okay. Is it a land? Nope. Do you... Mm, so it's... Oh my God. And it's bad for... It's bad for mono green. Yes, actually. The deck... You wouldn't... You wouldn't think right away that it's super impactful, but it actually... Just it existing in the blue-white control player's hands with mana up for it makes it so that the mono green deck can really never go off. Okay, is it white? Yes. Does do you get a clue? No. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Is it so is it one white? Nope. White white? Oh wait, nope. blue white. It is. <gasps> it's Dovin's Veto, isn't it? It is, in fact, Dovin's Veto. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I feel really dumb now. My God, I should have gotten that way earlier. (laughs) We are in with people playing, people playing five mana creativities Mm -hmm. and trying to spell pierce you or just force stuff through that way. Dovin's Veto is so good. (laughs) It does so much. It does so much. Against Mono Green, it counters Karn, Kiora, and Storm. Yeah, that... Damn, that that is very impactful in that matchup. Yeah, I mean, it, like, do you think not only do you think uh, Dovin's Veto will see more play, but do you think blue white builds will see more play, like going forward? Yeah, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I think so. I think as the format gets a little less lean. Yeah. I, th- I think every we talked about a few times, everybody just kind of moving up a turn. Mm-hmm. You can play more good cards in that deck because in order to keep up with the format, that car- that deck had to play a ton of stinkers. You had to play days, but without the alternate cost and you needed to play like four to eight mm-hmm. copies of it. Yep. And that sucks so much. You yeah. don't like you don't want to be paying two mana to counter unless they pay one. That card, those cards just go bad so quick and they don't really fit with the modern era blue white control mm-hmm. like i'm talking very modern era blue white control plan of i know what your outs are and i need to just try and tie up each of them it's a reactive deck but it is proactive in that it under when it gets to the late game it is trying to identify you you are trying to identify your opponent's outs and make sure you have them tied up right Mm-hmm. You want to be like, all right, they've got this, this, and this left in their deck that matters. I've got two Dovin's Vetoes and an Absorb. The game's over. I have tied up yep. what they're doing, right? So I think that you can play more hard counters, more good, impactful spells when you don't have to play so many goddamn sensors. Yeah, and you know, with it specifically like the two combo decks happening now, like sensor just looks bad in like most of those formats mm-hmm. i mean you can cycle it and that's fine but like dovin's veto against creativity and lotus field i think is just the reason it's going to see like a way way more play because i mm-hmm. feel like those decks are just going to keep their trajectory going up so yeah yeah i played against lotus field and creativity mm-hmm. fairly recently on blue white and i got to just be like oh cool I'm just building up Dovin's Vetoes in my hand and every Dovin's Veto just I don't use this on anything except the one one of the the five spells that matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like what the format is is going to at least right now is just like big impactful spells. Yeah. And you just holding, you know, something that's just a clear answer that they can interact with is. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. All right. So also noting the format moving to to bigger, more impactful spells has an implication for mono green that implication is take god pharaoh statue out of your sideboard yeah take it out <laughs> take it out the decks that that was good against are gone you killed them they're dead they're dust they're gone <laughs> they are extinct green got to play its own copy of extinction event and it extincted anything that cared about god pharaoh statue <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Anthony. (laughs) Okay. Also, as the format moves more and more towards people playing one spell a turn haymakers, Mm -hmm. God Pharaoh statue shutting them off from doing double spell stuff isn't going to happen nearly as often. They're going to be like, okay, so please take God Pharaoh statue out of your mono green lists. All right. Mm -hmm. I yield. I yield my time to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's uh the the non blue white guy to talk about a card he thinks going to come back. <laughs> All right, it's I I will will start it off with it's a non creature spell that is good in creature decks. Is it Tyvar Juvalent Baller? No, but I love that boy. He my boy. He balling. Oh, so good. But All no, right. it's not. That I, tried. One. I tried. He's to too new. Out. He's too new. He can't have a comeback, and he never gonna leave. <laughs> But yes, it is a non-creature spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is not a planeswalker, though. It is not a planeswalker. It is a non-creature spell. Okay, so it it was around, but it's not anymore, and we think it's going to come back. Um, it's still around a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like it's not to its former glory. Okay, is is really what it comes down to. Okay, I'm gonna take another home run swing before I ask a relevant question based on what you just said. Is it glory bringer? No. <laughs> I thought that was a sneaky hint from you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Th- that would have been sweet, though. <laughs> yeah. But so it's not a planeswalker. Does the archetype that it originally saw a lot of play in, does that archetype still exist? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a deck you don't think is good. Ooh. ooh, 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 ooh. Is it? Is it? Does it belong in mono white? Mm-mm. Three colors in the deck that it's like the really big deck that it's currently only playing or seeing play in. Okay, so I'm going to guess some three color combinations. Is it Esper? Mm-mm. Abzan? Two of those colors are correct. I didn't think this deck was good. So it could be black, white, black, green, or white, green. It's it's Not a miss, It's missing your favorite color. Is, is there a Saltai deck? 
no, no. I was oh, talking about my, blue. My yeah. Oh, black, black, green. No, white, black, green, blue. <laughs> oh, Bant. It's a Bant deck. Oh mm-hmm. God, what Bant deck was there? Wait, was okay. Non-creature spell from a Bant deck that still exists in this format. There's a Bant deck that still exists in this format. Uh, I'm gonna feel so dumb. <laughs> Okay. We really stumped each other tonight. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's try a different tack. Is this card a creature? No, because it's a non-creature spell. It is a non-creature spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it an instant? It is. Is it two or fewer colors? It's one color. Okay. Okay. It's a monocolored instant from some, some Bant deck. <laughs> I'm back to getting hung up on that. Uh, does it cost? <laughs> does it cost uh, t- uh, three or more mana? It costs four mana. A four mana pioneer instant from a Bant deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The creatures in this deck fly. Oh God! I just have written <laughs> off spirits so hard that I I erased them from existence in my <laughs> mind. Oh my God! <laughs> so, oh, you think Collected Company is the truth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, Damn. Because I started with Tyvar and I was right yeah. next to it, and then you I just progressed so got, close, just got, way further away. <laughs> I just got colder and colder the more information I gained. It was terrible. That was fantastic because both of the cards that we picked were things that both of us should know immediately, but we're just like, I forgot what they did. I just, I literally erased the existence of Bant Spirits from my memory. I was just like, nope, saving this mm-hmm. room for saving this room for something that matters because you'll win the Bant Spirits matchup anyway. Yeah, and honestly, I think Collected Company is not, it shouldn't be played in a Bant Spirits because that deck is just very inconsistent. Your mana is... Is gets a little a little dicey a lot of the times, but I, I really think Coco will come back mainly because it's seeing playing elves and elves is really good with Tyvar and you know Court of Calling is legal in this format, so it's like one of those actual decks in this format that can use it to its full potential. And like I said, I've been playing that Golgari Aggro deck that Todd Anderson has been doing. I put my little tweaks on it, I've been testing it, and Coco is fantastic in that deck mainly because it's great to get two creatures. You know, Coco on the end step, you're you're running the mana dorks. But the fact that most of the creatures that you can get off of Coco help you do like the aristocrat sacrifice combo, but a lot of them make tokens themselves. Mm-hmm. So you can just hit a woe strider and um, oh, what the hell is it? A Lazatub Reaver and just have four, four creatures in the battlefield, untap, play a Tyvar uh, priest of forgotten gods and just go off. Shout out to Lazatub Reaver, man. Oh, I love that card so much. <laughs> I feel like that that card was destined to either be actual bulk or the worst card in a good deck, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually both in this deck I've been playing. It's like it's like oh, it's a one two that makes a one one, but it makes two bodies that you can sack to priest of forgotten god. So it's like oh, it's actually really really good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good with other stuff. It's not good on its own. But I I do think Coco will come back. I think there will be more. With more exploration in the Pioneer format, I feel like Creature Toolbox or just like, you know, these not so much creature combo, but value creature decks will come come mm-hmm. around. And I think more people will be like, oh, yeah, Coco's legal. Let's let's do that. And I also think Court of Calling uh, will, will, will find its way into something other than Elves because that card is just too good not to see play. Yeah, that card gets better the more impactful redrops there are. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's the type of card that just kind of will get better over time unless the format does what Modern did and drops down too low for yeah for a Collected Company to be good. But even then, Collected Company's just like the bigger creature deck. So like, mm-hmm. I think Collected Company, it's it's best years in Pioneer are ahead of it. Yeah, and you know that was a good point with it in Modern. Like, it kind of fell out of favor and wasn't. It, it's just Pioneer is the format that that Coco could shine, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, any any fun non magic things going on uh, with you? I know, I know. For me, I'm excited about the NHL playoffs coming up. The oh, trade li- the trade deadline ended today, and craziness happened and i'm ex- oh 
I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> yeah, it's it, like we've got. Uh, oh, for me, the thing I'm most excited for is uh, I'm most excited for uh, San Diego right now. Oh, I'm stoked for San Diego. Yeah, I'm getting so I'm so hyped for it. Got the apartment booked. Got my flight booked. Not doing a rental car. Doing the. We know most, where the aquariums are. We know <laughs> where the I've I've mapped out the closest aquariums. <laughs> Very important. And you know, I'm gonna be in gonna be in San Diego. That'll be fun. I like to yeah. like I like <laughs> I like to say that I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Or if you know all things are going well, much like the Onceler fandom, I'm here for neither. <laughs> Y'all remember that? I when, think you're the only one who does. When people were just like thirsting after the the Onceler from the Lorax adaptation. Oh my god, I do remember that. Yeah, he was the he is the archetypal Byronic hero. <laughs> <laughs> A long line of succession extending from Lord Byron himself <laughs> through to quote the vampire. Straight through <laughs> to Edward Cullen and culminating reading it reaching its natural cultural terminus in the onceler oh and everyone be sure to check out our new podcast thoughts of anthony where he just goes off with whatever goes in his brain (laughs) oh god that'd be an uncomfortable and weird podcast I'd just be be fantastic stop it it's half of what we do here Anyway, here's 10 things I like and 10 things I dislike about Joss Whedon. Spoiler alert, they're all the same thing. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Signing off from Lexington, I'm Kyle. I'm Anthony. And until next week, do us a favor. Stay trashy, my friends. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.